Hey, good morning. Happy Tuesday and welcome to the Coaching Minds podcast brought to you by Mental Training Plan. We are in the world of performance. Activity doesn't matter whether you're sinking that putt, the free throw, or closing the million dollar deal. We're just here talking about the techniques to help you to perform at your best. If you can take one thing to make your life just 1% better today, you're heading in the right direction. We got some great stuff today. Let's get after it. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and Zeke. So Benny, you know, a few weeks ago, there was some terrible stuff that was said to EJ Liddell um, on social media, and they got us started talking about um, value of people's opinions and adding value into those. And in, in a world of social media, this has just been a skyrocketing um, issue. And that's just where you and I started having the conversation of do, what, how do we assess the value of those things? Right. And kind of assign the right amount of value to the right people. And I, and I want to start off first by saying we're not necessarily, this episode is not about what happened to EJ and the, the terrible things that were said that, you know, the, the threats of violence against him because of a college basketball game, that dude's putting blood, sweat, and tears into trying to, trying to do everything that he can to win a national championship and, you know, to have some morons spouting off when he's already in a, in a low spot and just saying things like that, that, that's just wrong. The police are getting involved and rightfully so. Hopefully those people are brought to justice. That's, that's not okay. But along those lines, not maybe to that degree where the police need to get involved because there's threats of violence, but just in a, in a normal day to day situation, there are going to be times where athletes have to learn. What am I going to do with the haters out there? I'm, and it might be, you know, that was a that was a, a national stage kind of example. It might be that you're the head coach and you've got that, you know, that parent of the fourth stringer that that's just continuously yelling at you from the stands because they've they've watched all the film and they know exactly what play to run on third and four and you did the wrong play. Or it might be that that you know that coworker um, throwing you know throwing some shade at you so it's not we're not just talking about this one large example like you yeah, mentioned it, right. it is in everybody's day-to-day um, opinions from somebody right and you know my my daughter who played basketball this year in the first grade league no one got a trophy she told me today she, <laughs> she did get a trophy uh, they played they played great in their championship game it wasn't actually a championship game but their coach said it was to you know it was the last game of the season they didn't have a playoff yeah, that's a championship i'd say <laughs> but but she doesn't have to deal with that i mean turn on sports center turn on, hop on twitter get i mean go anywhere and just look at what are the things being said about lebron james i mean can you imagine how much if if every time someone said something about him he felt like he had to defend himself he felt like he had to prove this hater wrong he felt like he needed to even listen to these idiots that don't know anything about what he's dealing with that have never even played never even been in the realm of professional sports that are telling him that he sucks or he should do this or he should do that i mean imagine the level of distraction that would be and so that one of the things that i talk about when i'm working with athletes individually is 
if you're not having to deal with this now, that's great. But you're going to need to develop a plan to deal with it because I guarantee you at some point it's coming. And like you said, you know, maybe it's not ever going to be on the athletic field. Maybe it's going to be that example in the boardroom or maybe it's going to be that example of you're coaching someday and somebody's yelling from the stands at how you're not any good and you should be doing this, that, or the other. But how do we know who we should listen to? And who we should not listen to. And so the the first thing that I would just say is, is the opinion coming from down below? There were some NBA players who were talking with each other on Twitter and said, you know, somebody tweeted out the loudest opinions always come from the cheapest seats. And I, I don't know who said that, but, but there's, there's some validity to that. You know, the, the people that are telling these professional athletes that they suck or they're not any good at their job. I mean, that's some dude that for all you know could be living in his parents' basement and paid fifty bucks to come to this game and now wants to tell this person who's dedicated their entire life to this sport and poured everything they have into it. And he's just gonna yell because, you know, he feels like he has the he, right to He do probably that. lost a five dollar bet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's absolutely a great point. So, so that's kind of the first one. You know, if it's just some, if it's some little kid that's yelling at you on a high school field, you don't need to pay any attention to that. If it's just some dude that doesn't even have his picture on his Instagram account that just gets on to talk trash to people, you don't need to pay any attention to that. Like if someone's not going to, to, to own up to, here's what I'm saying. And I'm saying it to your face and we're, we're kind of on the same level or sort of in the same realm. I mean, they, they don't even get to have an opinion about you. So that's something use it or lose it, which we'll come back to kind of at the end here. But that, that's the first one is the opinion coming from down below. So there, there are times where there are comments. And again, like we said, this is always, this has just become such a big thing with social media. Are there times where, it's meant to, you know, tear you down and just destroy you or bring to light maybe what has happened um, to kind of build you up um, and grow from it. Yeah, and that, that's a great point. You know, we don't want to just go around and anytime anyone ever has anything bad to say, we just ignore it and have our, our head in the sand. I mean, that that's not right either. Go back to the Last Dance documentary with Michael Jordan. I mean, th- when they brought up the question of, hey... Some of your teammates thought you were you were kind of a jerk and you yelled and screamed and you were demanding and you know, all, all those other things. And Michael teared up a little bit because he he knew like it was hard and it was difficult holding his teammates to that standard. And so hopefully there were teammates that were getting these this criticism or were getting Michael's opinion basically. But it's not coming from down below. It was coming from Michael Jordan. It was coming from a teammate on the team. And after a few championships, not just a teammate, but the greatest player to play the game. And so, you know, he was saying things to help build these players up. And so it's not easy. It's not comfortable. Sometimes refinement is needed. I mean, if you're trying to purify a metal, you got to burn all the, you got to burn all the junk off. And there, there's some times that it's going to be uncomfortable. And so, you know, just because somebody tells you something that you don't like, that you don't want to hear, that challenges you or pushes you or tells you you're not doing something good enough, 
we don't want to necessarily just discredit it. You know, if they're looking to truly build you up, that's something you need to pay attention to a little bit without getting stuck too much in the, in the emotions that come along with it. So the next thing we've kind of talked about when we started this discussion was, you know, where are those voices coming from? We, we've talked in previous uh, podcasts about the, your circle, your group of people that know the amount of work that you've put in, that know how important it is, that know that you're going to go out there every single day and give your absolute best, no matter the circumstance, Yeah, the people in your circle. And I think that plays a huge role as to whether or not, you know, is that building you up? Is that tearing you down? Where Where is that voice coming from? What's a group? Which group is that from? Sure. And, you know, season four, episode 11, we had Brett Ledbetter on there who, you know, has written books about kind of this very topic. And when I'm working with athletes individually, this is actually one of the activities that I do with them. And there's just, there's a circle on the page and it's who are the people that are going to be there for you? No matter what, no matter how well you play, how terrible you play, or if God forbid something happens to you and you can't even play anymore, who are the people that deep down truly love and care about you and want what's best for you? And and again, like you said, those other voices that are not in that circle how much value are you going to give their opinion? Because those people want what's best for you. And those people are concerned with who you are and the kind of person that you are and really deep down what makes up your character. And if you've got opinions coming from outside of that circle about who you are and what your values are and what your character is, and you know, people that are just attacking you for who you are, well, they don't, they don't get an opinion. They're not in the circle. So we either got to use it or lose it. And this, I think, is more and more important the higher up you go. Because the For higher sure. up you go, the more uh, the critics continue just to come out and the more bashing you're going to take. And so the the more, the further you go, the tighter that circle probably becomes and the more value you put in to what those people have to say. Right. And then kind of right along with that is – Who's at the table? And, and it's another, it's another Brett Ledbetter exercise that, that I do with my athletes right after that. And it's, I, I just draw a square on there and say, all right, a, a board of directors is basically the people that are involved when you split up all the roles and responsibilities of the company to help it run smoothly in the day to day operations and achieve short term goals and long term goals. And, you know, just give them the quick example. If one person was running Apple, that, that'd be pretty tough to, to take care of all the marketing and all the financial stuff and all the product development. I mean, that's, that's just too much for one person. So they, they have a board of directors that are each in charge of different aspects. And so in an, in an athletic setting, this is, who are the people that are responsible for improving what you do? And so, you know, I'll have them write down. So-and-so is my swing coach. So-and-so is my putting coach. So-and-so is my strength and conditioning coach. 
you know, usually I'm on there. I'm their mental performance coach. Usually there's somebody in their life that's in charge of nutrition at the collegiate level. You know, maybe that looks a little bit differently than at the middle school or high school level. And, you know, certainly looks very different at the professional level. You know, who's in charge of all the different things when you break up your game to help you perform at your best when it matters the most. And those people get to have an opinion. If you trust me enough that you want me to help improve the mental side of your game and you're going to you're going to pay me money to work with you one on one, well then when I show up at your game and I tell you that your body language was absolute trash and that you're not using the things that we're talking about in our sessions, it would be silly to not listen to me. Otherwise, why the heck are you paying money? Why, why did you invite me to, to join kind of this, this board of directors that you have? If your strength coach is telling you, look, you're not getting after it enough. You're not getting low enough on your squats. Your flexibility is not where it needs to be for you to perform at your best. Well, they get to have an opinion because they're at the table. You gave them a seat at the table and said, you're going to help me perform at my best. You're on the, you're on the board of directors for me. And then there's sometimes there's a, there's a little bit of kind of wiggle back and forth and some relationship and even some tension back and forth. Cause I've got some athletes who one of the most detrimental voices in their game is mom or dad just brutally demoralizing them and yelling things at them from the stands and telling them that their, their performance that day was trash when they, you know, or when they were younger, this used to happen after a game or after a loss or whatever. And so, you know, those are the, the, the people that are maybe in their inner circle, but you know, maybe they don't really have a seat at the table because dad's not a swing expert. He's not a swing coach. He, he played some golf, you know, he, he did this a little bit, but he's not the expert that's in charge. So just because somebody's in the inner circle, doesn't mean they necessarily get the same voice and the same opinion as the professional strength and conditioning coordinator. And the the same thing going the other way. If someone who's helping you with what you do that has a seat at that table on, on the board of directors is, is telling you to do something that, that doesn't really line up with who you are as a person and what you're trying to be and, and character wise, it's just not the right thing to do. Well, you know, that, that's probably not someone that that's not a voice or an opinion that you want to be listening to. And maybe you need to reevaluate, is that person going to stay there at the table? And you know, this is, this is going to change in your life. The, the athletes that I worked with and when they were in middle school or high school, like, like Ryan Pepio, for example, we worked together and we talked about all kinds of stuff through his career. And then he went off to Butler and he had some other people that had a seat at the table and, you know, he's out in LA now and he's, he's got brand new people that, you know, he's been out there for a little while. And so the, the people in the Dodgers organization that are the sports psychologists that he's working with on a daily basis, they take care of him. I, I'm not, he's not calling me to ask me about support for that. You know, he's now talking to me about different things, like just How's your day-to-day life going and and conversations like that. So it's okay for it to change. It's okay for it to grow. It's okay for people to, to move around in and out of the, either the inner circle or that table, but you need to decide 
who's in there and who's at the table. And you need to make sure that you're aware of those opinions that are outside of the table or outside of that circle. And the next part is, is what's being said true? Just very simple. Is it true? You know the amount of work that you've put in. You know where you're at. And to hear somebody say, maybe maybe an example of, um, you know, you don't have, this guy doesn't have a clue what you're talking about or you're not ready for the big moment. You know whether or not you are or not. You have put in the work, so you know, is the, is it true or not? So if it's somebody, like we said from earlier, an opinion coming from below, they don't know the amount of work that you've put in, so forget about them, what good or bad. And a quote that we've always, we've always heard, things are never as good or as bad as they seem. And someone might throw something out to you about how terrible you are. Well, you're, you know, maybe there is a little bit of, of, truth to that. You you missed this free throw. Well, you're the absolute worst free throw shooter of all time. Well, no, that's not the case. You just maybe need to go get in a few more shots. You're not the worst, but there's some truth to that. You know, you're not shooting 100%, so maybe we do need to go put in a little bit of work. Or maybe you hit a game winner and then everybody's saying you're the great all the newspaper articles and everywhere on social media, you're the greatest player in the in the country or in your conference. Well, you know, the reality is maybe you're not, you just were at the right place at the right time and you got a good bucket. And so, you know, there may be a little bit of truth to each of those comments or those statements, but don't buy into them too much. Yeah. And if you know something is not true, that's the end of it. I mean, use it or lose it, get rid of it. If I walked up to my daughter and said, Hey, see the ceiling up there? It's pink. And it's not, she would just look up the ceiling and go, no, you're silly dad. It's a white ceiling. And that would be the end of it. And it wouldn't ruin her day and it wouldn't spark any kind of outrage on social media. And it wouldn't ignite a text battle back and forth. It, it wouldn't do anything. She would just say, that's not true and move on with her day. But how many times do we have somebody say something about us that we know is not true, but then it ruins our day or it ruins our night, or it, it engages us in this social media battle where we're just spitting venom back and forth at each other. And we feel like we have to defend ourselves and no, this isn't the truth. It's my job to expose the truth to this person. And it's my job to let them know why they're wrong. Well, maybe they're just an idiot. Why waste your time dealing with an idiot? Use it or lose it. Move on. And I promise we're going to, we're going to get to that. What we're talking about with use it or lose it. But that, that's the next, that's the next kind of check. Is it, is it true? All right. And then can I learn from it? And Zeke, this is just like you pointed out, you know, a lot of times there's a little bit of truth in a statement. There's a little bit of truth in, in, in a negative opinion or a negative comment. So is there something that I can take out of it? Is there something that I can learn from it? Great. If not, if there's, they made a statement and it's like, you missed that free throw. Yep. Good, good observation. I did. So, I mean, if, if from that you can learn, well, maybe I should shoot more free throws or maybe I should do some more high pressure free throws and and that's going to help you. Cool. Maybe you already know that. there's not anything new for you to learn from it. They're not telling you anything that you don't already know. Well, use it or lose it. Move on. 
all right, so so far we've gone through first and, and one of the biggest ones I think is the opinion coming from below. Then we go through is it to build you up or to destroy you? And then two kind of similar ones, are they in your circle and then even tighter, are they in your at are they at your table or is it somebody that you have invested and they've invested in you? And then is it true? And can I learn from it? Um, those are the main steps we've had so far into assessing the value and assigning that to the people um, for their opinions. This next one we have is as a second opinion. Yeah, and it's kind of the first one where you've evaluated the comment, you've evaluated this opinion. And so now... Maybe you're not sure exactly on, on the validity of it. For sure. And my grandpa Clark always said, being wise doesn't mean you know everything. It means you go find and talk to the people that do. And that always stuck with me. You know, if, if there's someone who's telling me something about my coaching, you know, I'm probably going to go ask you or Sam or Jake Gilbert, Hey, you know, this was said to me, I was doing this, this, and this, what do you think about it? If it's, you know, something related to another area of my life, I'm going to find a person that I trust but who's not going to be afraid to give me the honest truth. And that's one thing that, that just popped in my mind. You have to be careful about is you can't just go to the people that you're like, Oh, I think that they'll, they'll say this. So I'll go talk to them. So then I get the answer that I want. Right. If you're really wanting to find the truth and you're really wanting to get better with it, you got to go to who knows best, not who's going to give you that answer that you want. That's, that's a great point. And there was a, there was an article I was reading, I wish I would have wrote down where it was from or who said it, but they said when you're not getting honest feedback like you want, say, hey, you know, here's what I did. How how would you rate that on a scale from one to 10? And, you know, if they say, oh, that was that was a 10, that was absolutely perfect. Cool. Great. Move on. You don't need to worry about that opinion. But if they say, you know, probably like an eight or a nine. Awesome. Well, you know, what could I do to improve that and bump it up to a 10? And then you know, you start to get a little bit more honesty in some of that feedback that, that's coming back your way. But that that's kind of the, the last piece, going out and getting a second opinion from someone you trust. And then the final piece that we've been talking about, use it or lose it. And we, we kept saying that. And I'm sure you're kind of, you had some ideas of what that means. And I just want to, I just want to throw out there, there's nothing wrong with using people's negativity, people's doubts in you, nasty things that people have said. If that pisses you off, great. Go do something about it. They said you're trash, you're garbage, you can't do this, you can't do that, and that motivates you to run a little bit harder and to lift a little bit more and to stay a little bit later on the field or in the gym and put in just a little bit more work. Awesome. Let that sink in, let that soak in and use that to motivate you. You know, it's kind of like what we say at the end of a season when we get knocked out of the tournament a little before we, we thought we should, you know, you grab that, you grab that junior quarterback and put, put your arm around him and say, this hurts. Let's use it moving forward. Kind of, kind of as a motivator. There's a there's an NFL player that he did that with his cleats. He had some custom cleats made that just all over him. It had all the kind of negative comments, maybe coming out of high school. You know, he wasn't a big five star recruit, or at the combine, or or comments that reporters maybe said. He had him just 
all over his cleats and it was just kind of that it was that motivation uh before he'd go out on the field or whatever it might be he could see those and it's just you know he's out to prove these people wrong and the the other part to that is or lose it i mean just let go of it nick saban quote that i love mediocre people don't like high achievers and high achievers don't like mediocre people and so if you're saying Hey, I'm, I'm trying to better my life or I'm trying to better my game or I'm trying to improve in this area. And that makes people uncomfortable because they're average or they're mediocre. Well, you, you don't need to pay any attention to them or their opinions. You don't need to listen to it. You just let it go and you just move on and you just write it off as they're not at the same level as I am. And if they're not at my level, they don't get to have an opinion. So I'm moving on and I'm just not going to think about it and, and intentionally have a plan to focus on something else. I mean, the, the absolute worst thing that you could do when someone has an opinion about you or someone makes a comment is to then let it ruin your day. Let it, let it carry over into the film session the next day. Let it be a distraction. So you're not focused. I mean, you, you have to either use that to motivate you to try harder, work harder, play harder, train harder, or you have to forget about it and move on. And remember, just like we talked about in the focus cycle stuff, it doesn't work to just say, well, I just won't think about it. That's not a thing. You, you can't just tell your brain, well, just don't think about it. But we also know that you can only focus on one thing at a time. So what you can do instead is have, all right, instead of dwelling on this and focusing on this negativity and thinking about all the things that I should say back to them, I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to go back and watch the game film. I'm going to say my go-to statement. I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to fill in the blank. But having a plan ahead of time that instead of focusing on the comment, here's what I'm going to focus on. And it might be what you might need to do that I've seen to have some good um, that was effective for me was something we talked about in season one was just to flush, uh, you know, flush and burn and write write down. Maybe that comment you just need to write it down, and that you can see that, and then just throw it away or burn it if you're a pyromaniac. That's fine, <laughs> but just get rid of it and don't let it just don't let it rent space in your brain. Get rid of it, write it down on a piece of paper, go throw it away, and now you've cleaned your hands of it and you're good to go. Yep. And the the last thing that we'll that we'll say is just I wanna read this is this is my brother's absolute favorite quote of all time, and it's exactly what Ryan Day, who's the, the head coach at Ohio State, sent to EJ Liddell on Twitter the day after that nasty stuff was sent to him. And it was just a picture of this quote by Teddy Roosevelt. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold 
and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Until next time, make your plan and put it to work.